0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigheadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving. It's us. We're here. <laughs> that sound you hear is not uh, windows breaking because of um, riots. It's uh yeah.
1: With his job of uh, stacking piles of bricks in uh, major cities, and I uh, <laughs> finally help us <his>
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, stuff's going on in the world today. I posted uh, two black squares on my thing just to show solidarity.
1: <laughs> Extra solidarity. Yeah, I
0: didn't. I didn't do the. I didn't do the the blackout. Thing not because I don't care, but because I think it's it's less than the minimum you can do to help.
1: I also heard it was counterproductive. Apparently,
0: yeah, yeah, stuff like that happens. You know, you know how it is. How it is when fascism starts to take uh, its hold in America. Yep. Um. Anyway, so you know, it's funny, Mike. Uh, we've talked we talked about this with the skeptical skeptics once. I think I don't know if we've ever me- ever actually mentioned it. On our show or not, but you mentioned, um, you talked about uh, the Waco thing, and um, you know how you had some thoughts on that and everything, and I, I couldn't help but be reminded of some of that stuff uh, today. Just so you guys know, like you know when we get political and stuff like that, it's not a left or right thing. the The Waco thing was uh, was Bill Clinton and J- Janet Reno, and if you supported that uh then I'm guessing you also supported what's going on now or you're a hypocrite or if you were against that you should be against what's going on now or you're a hypocrite. Um but anyway, it, i just I was slightly reminded of of that uh with some of the images that I saw coming out of uh protests and, and, and things like that over George Floyd's uh death. Not to mention uh Ahmed Aubrey, um you know, who uh is i guess somewhat forgotten um i hope not anyway um amidst all this stuff but that was i mean that was uh, you know that that's another part of this that you know set a lot of this stuff off and then the you know 400 years before that too <laughs> All that's part of it too just so you guys know we're not we're not recording this uh right after we recorded um the other episode. This isn't like an extension of the political conversation that we had. I don't know why I started off on this um, on this thing. I guess I've just been um, talking out about it a lot. So uh, I don't know. How have you been, Mike? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, that's good. Uh but anyway. So uh, why don't we keep current <laughs> with? With Mike, let's let's get. I, is there anything in the gossip columns that isn't related to this? Is it like um, uh, Cardi B drags President or President Trump? President Clinton? You yeah. no, there's not that. <laughs> that would be my yeah. that'd be my guess. Everything. Yeah, not really. You know how uh, on Twitter uh it has it'll have like trending news or or whatever and it has different categories it has news it has sports you know stuff like that basically anything i think it's anything you said you're interested in all the entertainment ones that come up are just like hugh jackman uh you know black lives matter or uh, you know jordan peel uh saying, hey mate <laughs> yeah exactly or or jordan peel saying something or or whatever but uh yeah all the entertainment stuff is just people talking about this because you know because of the the coronavirus there's there's no movie industry right now to speak of and you know there's this is a way for them to get you know their name out there and stuff to to continue to be relevant even when they can't put out a movie so good for them good for them yeah it's the best (laughs) so do you have anything to keep current with or is it is this a-
1: well obviously, gossip is where we're going with with for, this one right ew eaux by the way okay. colon drew breeze does mayo moonwalk apologizing for uncashiar <laughs> shared comments about NFL player dealing in pro <laughs> did, did you th-
0: say mayo moonwalk
1: <laughs> mayo moonwalk is uh definitely the word they use there i don't know what unshasier is
0: I'm wondering if Mayo Moonwalk is a term... Is a
1: white person backpedaling?
0: Yeah, exactly. If it Obviously is... Obviously it is. If it is, that is the... That's the funniest... Fucking boss up needs to win a Pulitzer Prize. That is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. A Mayo Moonwalk. <laughs> now, have you... I actually know, uh, this is like one of the one of the times that I actually know what they're talking about. Um,
1: do you tell us, Mark? Well, uh, Drew Brees... You're going to do a Mayo moonwalk of your own. right?
0: Drew Brees was uh, interviewed about the upcoming NFL season and uh, the interviewer asked him, uh, for those of you not aware, Drew Brees is the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and... Somebody asked him about players kneeling. Uh, you know, a, a pretty standard question because I would imagine, in wake of everything that's going on, that once the NFL season starts up again, there will be more players kneeling. I would imagine. Um, Probably, yeah. And uh, he said that... Um, actually, let me let me find... I don't want to misquote him, so let me find his direct quote. Um, I had a... <laughs> I had a I, I kinda I think I called him an asshole on Twitter. Um uh but I uh, so I, I kind of had a uh a visceral reaction to this one, but uh, let's see mm.
1: where is Drew Brees from?
0: He's always he's he's already apologizing. He went to school at Purdue. I remember that. Um
1: Do you know where he's uh he's billed from? <laughs>
0: Parts Unknown. Uh, Let's see. I'll tell you in one second. I believe he is, I believe he's a Northern boy, uh, but I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, Where is he at? Where are you at, Breeze? Parts
1: Unknown.
0: All right. Drew Christopher Breeze, American NFL quarterback from, oh, he is from Dallas, Texas. Thank you. So I'm wrong. <laughs> not
1: uh Next question.
0: Not exactly. But basically, action. I think. Basically he said that um basically he said that people shouldn't disrespect the flag and he wouldn't he wouldn't be down with people kneeling um uh people that, you know, are a different color than him who block for him. <laughs> uh Basically said, "Hey, we're kind of hurt by you." Who the defensive line? You mean? Yeah, exactly. Basically said, "Hey, we're kind of hurt by your comments, and maybe you'll get sacked a little bit more this upcoming season." <laughs> no, they didn't say that, but his teammates did say that they were uh, they were upset about his comments. And
1: not surprised—he's from Texas, right?
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, RJ. I don't get the yeah, end no kidding. <laughs> I don't get that though. Um, the whole. Disrespecting the flag thing to me that's to me that's just first of all who's
1: doing that right now right
0: <laughs> yeah and 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 I, I just I don't understand it like I, I mean I guess I guess I do understand it um people didn't want the kneeling happening I I don't know why I guess they don't want things to change uh they're afraid of change I don't know um but it was a way to it was a way to try to delegitimize delegitimize what what uh Colin Kaepernick and others were doing um which had nothing to do with what they were doing
1: uh as has was uh, gator, right
0: <laughs> as has been talked about a lot um you know uh a service member told him told Colin Kaepernick because originally he was sitting a service member said hey you should kneel it's more respectful to the flag and you know it still gets your point across and everything so that's when he started doing. Uh but whatever. But I think they should ask every quarterback about this. I th- I think I want to know what Tom Brady thinks. I want everyone on record Was this for Concussion magazine? Uh I don't know was, I don't know who the who was doing the interview. I think it was um I, No, I think it was uh Pudo? Yeah, exactly. I think that's who it was uh <laughs> oh, bossip. So that's his mayo moonwalk. Um, I don't know. I still think people are going to be a little upset when your first instinct is to bring it back to the stupid. You know, you're disrespecting the flag thing. You know, whatever.
1: Let's see. Our next. Uh, this is a really harsh one for bossip. No, uh, no wordplay here. Okay. No shock. Well, my investigator, maybe George.
0: Jo- start again. You got interrupted by my computer being stupid.
1: No shock there. GBI investigator, I assume that's the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, which sounds like a really good fucking unit. Right. Reveals that Travis McMichael called Ahmad Arbery fucking, and then the N word, after killing him. Yeah. When I talk about adding insult to injury. <laughs> right.
0: Seriously, and you know it was hard R. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know it was like Quentin Tarantino fucking wrote this shit. Yeah, exactly.
0: It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a sign of respect. Yeah, I I read that story too. Uh, not in Bossa, but I, I heard that story and I said, well, you know, that's uh, that's n- not you know not surprising to me. Hey, you were right. It was the it's the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Thank you. A part of or um, oh, there's employment opportunities. Should we should we apply for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation? Let's see. The GBI offers interesting and exciting employment opportunities in a variety of investigative, scientific, technical, technical, and administrative career fields. And it's now paperless.
1: Do they provide the chew tobacco and Vaseline, or do you have to buy that yourself? <laughs> It
0: looks like they do provide it, but you have to bring your own spittoon.
1: Because you're going to need a lot.
0: <laughs> oh my god! What are you eating over there? What's that? I said, what are you eating over there? You sound like you got a bag of triscuits.
1: Oh right, no! I just picking up a bag on the ground. Oh okay. See quiet contributions. Kanye West donates two million to Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd's family.
0: Well, that's nice. That's very nice of him. Yeah, it's nice of him. Not too long ago, he was begging for money from Mark Zuckerberg on
1: Twitter. This is true. I mean, I think oh, he's had money. He's wanted more money. <laughs> yeah. To sell his fucking, you know, like, moon boots for
0: $600. Right. He should He should, He should. create a uh, the Mayo moonwalking shoes. <laughs> Anytime a white person needs to backtrack, put on those Mayo moonwalkers.
1: And then everyone just accepts it, like, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the, the story of uh, Kanye donating all that money, but good for him.
1: Yeah, I'm good for him. That's that's all I have this week. Uh, not a lot of different... Like you said, it's mostly about the same subject.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially from BossUp, understandably, they're going to be concerned about it. I like that they... First of all, I like that they can still be funny, but I like that they can also get serious when they want to get serious. Uh, it's yep. nice. Boss Up's a, uh a versatile organization over there, and we thank them for being there.
1: Thank you, Bossup.com.
0: Bossup, you matter. Bossup, lives matter. That's what I say. And Black Lives. I can just I can just hear people. <laughs> I can just hear people adding. Uh... Oh, did you see? Um, real quick on, on this too. Uh, the other day, White Lives Matter was trending, <laughs> and I clicked on it because I was like, "What fucking morons are out here?" With white lives matter, right? And I think some, I think some, uh, white supremacists or something, we're using it. Well, apparently the hashtag was hijacked by K-pop fans. I heard about this. And all of them were, uh, and my my oldest daughter uh, is who is fourteen is a big K-pop fan. She likes um, B uh, BVS Batman vs Superman or whatever they're calls.
1: <laughs> BTS, I yeah, believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I told her about it and she thought it was hilarious. But yeah, it was so basically it was just people putting something called fan cams from uh K pop on there. And yeah, it was pretty hilarious. And then Blue Lives Matter was also trending. Which as as Chappelle pointed out one time, that's not a blue life. That's a blue suit. Um but uh that was trending, and it was just pictures of, like, Aladdin, the genie from Aladdin, and, <laughs> and like, uh, that flick or whatever from A Bug's Life, just blue uh, cartoon
1: characters. Nice.
0: So that was nice that uh, anyone trying to be divisive or whatever had their hashtag hijacked. And, of course, you're not going to use Blue Lives Matter with the number two. That, would, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Ah, uh, but anyway, um so I thought that was pretty funny. Twitter's been endlessly entertaining for me uh for the past few days. And uh yeah. So, but uh now into what are we talking about, Mike? We're talking about um we're talking about Green Book, right? The uh yes. Ali um <laughs> and Viggo Mortensen. Yep. I mean, it's exactly. it's it's now more than ever,
1: Paul Poundstone is a host.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now more than ever, it's, it's you know, appropriate. So, Mark Marin is in the car with, <laughs> and he doesn't know what to complain about. It's to
1: the Marimobile and instead of like making it a noise, it just complains constantly and <laughs> makes unfunny jokes. We're running out of gas. Oh, uh, what happened to the dinosaurs? <laughs> it. No, I don't.
0: Oh, man. Um, No, but we're talking about The Green Room, uh, starring uh, Paul Provenza. Italian, I believe he is. From Brooklyn or something like that? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Somewhere.
0: He's from somewhere somewhere in the world. He's from the same place. That's a good
1: pasta recipe, I I imagine.
0: He's from the same place that something is.
1: Something? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, New York City? (laughs) Something
0: something and paul Provenza, uh both born
1: same I wish something was on this show,
0: yeah, me too, so this episode featured uh speaking of dinosaurs <laughs> this episode featured uh Jonathan winters um mark maron mark maron uh Robert klein uh Rick overton, who uh, did he talk during this episode? Did anyone, bes- know. did anyone besides Jonathan Winters say anything in this episode? And every once in a while. And and um, uh, what's his name? Robert Klein talking about the prostitute that he lost his virginity to.
1: <laughs> oh, Wait. And I think something was in the audience. Probably, yes.
0: They did. Uh, with- this is
1: one of at least two episodes where Rod Jeremy's in the audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they they every time he's in the audience, they mention him for some reason. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, and I can't remember who the fourth person was. <laughs> Do you, Mark Maron? Yeah, Mark Maron or somebody like that. So in this episode, um, Jonathan Winters talks a lot about being old and dressing as a woman and they mentioned the In this
1: one time he had a very uh, elaborate and long uh you know long-lasting pool game where he uh <laughs> was summoned from heaven yep. or hell, we don't know. Right. So, uh play a game of pool with this uh young up-and-comer who thought he was better than the legendary Minnesota Fats.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And uh that pool hall was on Randolph Street. It was. But Unfortunately, well, actually, fortunately for him, he he lost and thus was freed from his uh, prison of having to play every blowhard that thought he was the best pool player in the world.
1: Yeah, oh shit. Cause yeah, this guy's really good, but you know every other guy is like this fucking drug-ass guy who's like, oh, I'm the best pool player ever. <laughs> right. You never beat me.
0: Uh, later, that guy went on to uh, be roommates with... Um, a very fastidious man. Uh, but then I guess when he died he he
1: t- yeah, took fastidious.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, good old Jonathan Winters. Jonathan Winters died now. only not- thing
1: it wasn't fastidious was his T cell counter am I right? <laughs> oh god.
0: That's true. Just f- kidding. Not very orderly there. <laughs>
1: You know, it could have been any number of things causing an infection.
0: Tony Randall, one time, who we're talking about, uh, one time claimed that uh, that no one could do an impersonation of him. And uh, when someone asked why, he said, "Because I have perfect pitch." He what? was quite a weird dude. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Jonathan Winters died not long after this appearance, actually. Um,
1: well, was it that long ago? I, I thought it was relatively recent.
0: He died in 2013 at age 87, which I think was okay. about, crazy. about three or four years after this.
1: Um, That's crazy. Cause I remember, uh, uh, I think it was someone from the local radio station to 97 won the ticket. Again, I think it's... Uh, No, no, no. Actually, that's not correct. because Lynn Henning, a sports writer, was like a huge fan of Jonathan Winters, and he had quite a lot of tweets about it.
0: Yeah, Lynn Henning. I think Lynn Henning's dead, too, isn't he? Or is he still alive? I don't know. No, he's still alive. Oh, good for him.
1: He retired, though.
0: Um, that's probably why I thought he was dead. He's dead in my eyes. He's retired.
1: Jeez.
0: Um... But no, I mean, you know, uh, Winters, I, the first thing I remember about Jonathan Winters was him being on Mork and Mindy. That's, uh, he was Mindy. <laughs> he was Mork's son or something? Mork and Mindy's son? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was their child. Because whatever Robin Williams, uh, Robin Williams's, uh alien species started out old and they they Benjamin buttoned their way through life, basically. Started out old and they got younger as they went as they go along. Sure, so you'd know exactly how long you were gonna live if that was the case. Like, if you were born, and you were like 90 years old, you're like, oh, 90, 90 years left of this.
1: You have to estimate your age at a certain point.
0: Yeah, that's weird. What if
1: you're like, if you're like a young 60 or like a really old 50, right? Oh, man. You would have to reverse smoke cigarettes as you got younger. That'd be weird. You, you blow tobacco from your lungs into cigarettes and then like put them into packs. Wow.
0: Yeah, now you're living in a complete reverse world, which I think is what this movie tenants about, the uh, Christopher Nolan movie.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I've heard. I haven't seen the preview yet, but it it sounds interesting. I'd like to see it. Obviously, I'll watch anything that Christopher Nolan does.
0: Mm. I'm not going to go to the theaters to watch it, but, you know.
1: It was anyone anyway. Well, we'll see.
0: Um, yeah, and that's not a COVID-19 just, thing. Just the-
1: so, no, no, they kind of did, actually. Well, they're figured out.
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it makes me want to go to the theater even less than before, but I also didn't want to go before COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I don't know who would want to go to a theater anymore.
0: Uh Oh, there was no one else uh, on the. It was just Robert Klein, Rick Overton, and and Jonathan Winters. Uh this is you know when they were doing only three, only three people. They they had a, they had like I don't know a couple episodes where they only have three people for some reason. I don't know if somebody backed out or if they were experimenting with only doing three. Um, Toad
1: villain? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this is Mark Maron's just always lurking in the background, so they. They thought that that was enough.
1: Kept it off the show so we'd have something to complain about. (laughs) Keeps him alive.
0: How did you feel about Jonathan Winters basically just uh, opening up about how much his mother fucking hated him?
1: And that was interesting for about two minutes. That was so weird.
0: Like at at some a point, it became uncomfortable.
1: Like, when yeah, where, I think he's from a generation where, like, you don't talk about that, so it actually is like a big deal for him to say all that kind of stuff, right? Or like a more modern, I mean, even like as modern as Paul Provenza would like just be very open about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, for sure. Or, you know, like, what was it, Bobby Darren, who also had the same issue, and I think Jack Nicholson, like, you know, mm-hmm. a weird situation where like their mother was actually like their knee. they, they thought it was their sister, but it was her mother.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, talking about how he went off to war and he had a bunch of stuff that he put away for himself. And then when he came back from war, it was gone and they, you know, his mom said they gave it away. And it was like, you know, he was mad about it. He's like, you know, you should have asked me. And she goes, "Well, how did we know you were going to come back alive?" <laughs> it's pretty fucking cold.
1: Yeah, a good point. Oh,
0: my God. Jonathan Winters. How,
1: how lethal was World War II? I mean, like what percentage of troops from America? I mean, I think Russia was probably like 80%. Oh,
0: it was quite a bit. Russia had more casualties than all the other countries combined, even Germany. Um, yeah, there's
1: a lot of uh, Russians who basically they try to bury uh, Germany with their corpses.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not uh, not good, apparently. Let's see. Uh, what a country! <laughs> They, uh, let's see, okay, so the Soviet Union obviously had the most, um, over 24 million deaths. Holy shit. Uh, next up, uh, well, not next up, but uh, the United States had 418,500, which is a, a hell of a lot.
1: Of, it's a, guess that, that's, that's, that's a lot. I, I mean, what's that? Five? That's like 50 times less. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Russia was you know like r- Russia, unfortunately for them, you know they they and that's the thing is if you ever watch movies or or anything about World War II, uh invariably there's a scene where Stalin's like, "Hey, are you gonna fucking open up a Western front?" Like he
1: Stalin he, was way worse.
0: He a- he asks uh so many yeah he was but he he asks so many times because uh, you know their people are being fucking murdered. Um, so let's see, that looks like uh, percentage wise, it was about, uh, there we go. Um, no, well, let's see, that's deaths as a percentage of the 1939 population, which is interesting to know, but not exactly what I want. Um, God, 14% of Lithuanians died in World War II. That's a lot. That's uh, my
1: home country, or my people are from there.
0: Right. That's your, your people suffered a lot during uh, World War II as well. Uh, for the United States, it's you know 0.32% of the U.S. population, which obviously isn't a lot, but I'm trying to find out how many percentage of servicemen that is. Looks like about... Where are we at? Okay, looks like about... 25%. I guess you had a one in four chance of dying if you oh my were God, that's you, very
1: high. If you were a US
0: soldier in, in World War uh two uh, let's see Russia. I'm not I'm not sure about Russia because I can't or this technically the Soviet Union. I can't um gosh, even theirs is just say C table below. <laughs> Fuck. Um all right, there we go. Well, it's
1: uh, actually, I don't think it was that high in America, oh okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. yeah, this, uh, ah, I don't know. this isn't good.
0: It's thirteen point seven percent of Russia's population died at the time. That is also incredibly high percentage of of you know, the total population. Belarus it's, suffered yeah. the most twenty five percent of Belarus's entire population. So not just like that's the entire population of their country. So The entire population of their country, one in four died.
1: That is. Horrible. Oh, here I have it. Okay, so so we have uh, we have sixteen million people served, and four hundred seven thousand died.
0: Okay, so let's figure this out. Uh, let me pull.
1: Oh, my- so percent killed is two point five percent actually. So oh, there we uh, go.
0: I carried the I yeah, carried total the wrong U.S. armed forces. One. I carried the wrong one,
1: or carried yeah the- total U.S. So, I mean, that's not... I mean, yeah, you don't want anybody to die, but 2.5% compared to some other countries is not ridiculous.
0: No, no, I mean, they, they definitely... For example, Soviet
1: Union, 31% of all troops that served died. Son of
0: a bitch, Jesus. You had like a one in three chance of dying.
1: Japan was one in, was 25%. Germany was
0: 29%. Yeah, wow.
1: Well, yeah. Amongst the, uh, the Waffen-S, Waffen-SS, it was 34.9%. Ooh, front lines. Well, that's yeah. a shame. That's a shame for those Germans. Anyways, Paul Provenza.
0: <laughs> uh, he would have been a Mussolini fan. No, I. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Jonathan Winters tells uh, basically about how his family hated him. And um, Robert Klein talks for a long time about the very beautiful black prostitute that he went to to lose his virginity and ends it with a good for him. ends it with a funny joke. I guess
1: I think that was a, that was a pretty common thing back in his day. Like your father would take you to a prostitute to lose your virginity. Mm-hmm. Did Your father ever take you to a prostitute Mark? No, unfortunately not. How awkward do you think that would have been? Would
0: have been really weird, <laughs> you know. <laughs> my father had a, a habit of, uh, whenever he told a joke or or whatever, elbowing you and then laughing until you laughed along with him. So I could just imagine him, uh, you know, next to me, uh, <laughs> trying to encourage me with a. Presence. What are we next to you? <laughs> I don't know. It's funnier that way.
1: <laughs> oh man! Impotence just a fad, right?
0: Uh, let's see. Now my dad, uh, I, I wonder if my dad, now my dad served in the war, uh, or the Korean war and he was stationed in Germany. So he did not sort of the dad
1: from the Wonder years. So he did not see, that's
0: true. So he did not see combat, see uh, combat. No, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if he, I wonder if he, uh, Frequented some prostitutes in in Germany. My guess is he had to have. Wouldn't we all? Yeah, I mean, you know, when in Germany, fuck a former Nazi. Shoot,
1: shoot some sperm, right? <laughs> it's in their constitution.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So Robert Klein, I recognize him. What is he famous for? Do you know?
1: He's famous for being a guest on the Howard Stern show.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the, maybe that's why I recognize him. I don't, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen his stand-up even.
1: I think I might've heard some on the Howard Stern show, but I could be completely wrong.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't, uh, let's see. He, apparently he was in the movie, uh, Hooper, uh, primary colors, radio land murders, Ira and Abby, one fine day, two weeks notice. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: That's the only one I've heard of.
0: The Last Unicorn and The Safety of Objects. Wow. What the fuck is The Safety of Objects? It's a 2001 American drama film based upon a collection of short stories of the same name written by A.M. Holmes.
1: Hmm. H.H. Holmes' uh, descendant? Right. Right.
0: Uh, in a suburban neighborhood, Paul Gold lies in his bedroom in a coma caused by a traumatic car accident. So is that Robert Klein just got to lay in a uh, got to got to lay in the bed? Or, or no, I think it, I know, maybe got that's too. Well, for this move, for this uh, this role, like be, well, maybe. being in a coma for a role is the best. It's, it's got to be the easiest acting job ever, right? I would hope so. Pretend you're asleep.
1: They, I can't do it. They just keep waking you.
0: Ah, it's a Glenn Close movie. It sounds terrible. I
1: don't want to see it. I like Glenn Close.
0: Yeah, I like Glenn Close too. But uh, oh well, no, Robert Robert Klein's not the one in the coma. The one in the coma is Joshua Jackson from Oh uh, no, from Dawson's Creek.
1: And also uh, the Mighty Ducks.
0: Yep. And also oh wait, no, he wasn't in um he, he wasn't Made X2, yes he was. He wasn't in Cruel Intentions too.
1: <laughs> Made X3, yes he was.
0: Who which one was which which one of the Dawsons people was uh in
1: Yeah he yeah it was him too, he was in Cruel Intentions, but not in Cruel Intentions too, unfortunately.
0: But somebody from like, cause they mentioned Dawson's Creek in that movie for some
1: reason. <laughs> Is that what it was?
0: Like a very meta moment.
1: We I heard that I've, I've never watched the show Dawson's Creek, but I heard on on an episode they reference like the the Mighty Ducks movies.
0: They do, yes. I think it's the episode where they're doing a um, like a parody of The Breakfast Club. Uh. My, the, I've seen the episode. My wife loves Dawson's Creek. I just like the theme song. I don't want to wait for my life to be over.
1: No, <laughs>
0: that's just a hard no. Um, let's see, it's not a good theme song. No, it's not.
1: You know, it was a good theme song, the theme song for the uh 1994 ish uh Babysitter's Club movie, Better Than Ezra's Good. Oh, really? <laughs> remember that from the uh, previews? They always played Good by Better Than Ezra.
0: I don't remember the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I remember I the, the previews. I remember the books
1: existed, but I didn't know they made a movie. Yeah, I remember the previews in uh what's her name? The mm, I, I cannot remember uh this lady that I find attractive as an adult was in it.
0: Oh, interesting. Now I gotta know.
1: Marla Sokoloff, maybe?
0: Is it Robin Dunn?
1: Was she in there too?
0: No, Robin Dunn is the dude that uh Oh, I thought weird. that was the no lady... Isn't
1: that the lady from The Craft? The red-haired girl from The Craft?
0: No, that's... Um, Robin Tooney. Uh, yeah. Robin Tooney. Yeah. Let's see. Babysitter's... Club... Movie. Oh, the trailers. <laughs> the tra- tra- well, trailer- on. Trailers one of the first things that came up. All right, let's see.
1: Well, turn that baby... I don't know if I can play into the feed, but you should play that.
0: I'm pretty sure will work. Let's see.
1: Watch out. We're making my better than Ezra.
0: <laughs> what are you guys doing now? Just shooting podcasts. Oh, my God. What's, uh, what year did I graduate from high school? Gives the fuck? I want to know if I'm a creep. Yeah. Hi, I'm Christy. And these are my friends. We're pretty tight. We even have our own club. <laughs> Babysitter's Club, everybody knows us. That's because everybody uses us. I brought a little something for you. Looks like Natalie Portman's in this. Hi, I'm Luca. The I have little cousin. She is. And you're? Your I sitter, could be wrong. I guess. Are you gonna kiss her? But this summer, a lot is going on.
1: Welcome <laughs> to our camp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it seems like a lot is changing. Dad? Yeah. Why are you here? I'm moving back. We're meeting different
1: guys. Do you want to go to the movies with me tonight?
0: Alan, get real. I am. Alan, <laughs> we like you. Like, sir, or like, like, sir. Trying to figure out some weird new feelings. Do you think I should have told her? What? I'm only 13, so he's 17. Holy shit! Keeping a few secrets. Have you seen Mom? I don't want her to really know I'm here yet. And basically dealing with life. I just can't believe you're only 13! Honey, look us that. That's not good. That's not good. She's only 13. Let's see, though. Babysitter's Club movie... Let's see. No, not the trailer again.
1: Let's play well, it again. Maybe I'll call you.
0: <laughs> I do like that song. All right. Let me tell you who's in this movie when they were fucking, you know, children. Um, Shuler Frisk. Bree Blair. Trisha Joe. Rachel Lee Cook.
1: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of.
0: Larissa. Oak.
1: Oh, that's it. That's it. Larissa Oaken She was in um, Ten Things I Hate About You as uh, the younger sister. Ah, gotcha. And she was also in Alice Mack. I think though, uh, as we've mentioned once before, I I didn't have cable, so I never watched it at the time.
0: Mm. Yeah, she was born in Santa Clara. Good for her. She's uh, she's about our age. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else she's done. Done anything recently? Uh We Broke Up. Something I don't know. it's a movie called We Broke Up. Uh let's see. She was in OJ the Musical.
1: <laughs> oh no. Uh
0: let's see. What what uh she was on Boy Meets World, apparently. Dana Pruitt for three episodes.
1: She was on Third Rock from the Sun, I know.
0: Yep. As Elisa Strudwick. Twenty-one episodes. Wow, good for you. And
1: she was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, girlfriend.
0: Well, apparently now she's in a show called "The Healing Powers of Dude." Um,
1: oh, that sounds good.
0: She's in a main a main role. Uh, let's see, it's a comedy web television series.
1: Oh boy, I think we technically have a comedy web series. <laughs>
0: yeah, yep, <yeah>. agreed. <laughs> oh now it's on netflix though um so netflix come and get our show too uh it follows noah ferris an 11 year old boy with social anxiety disorder who gets an emotional support dog to help him manage his disorder
1: i hate this already
0: what is she she is noah's mom she's noah's mom who works as a lawyer steve zahn's in
1: it of course he is
0: oh holy shit steve zahn as the voice of dude noah's emotional support talk it's about a fucking talking dog thank you (laughs) why couldn't they have gotten that one guy that always voices talks
1: oh you mean uh fred uh not willard that's for sure right <laughs> uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? He does he does Fred and uh, Scooby's voice. Yeah, Frank Weller. Welker. Fra- yeah. Weller?
0: Frank Welker. Yeah, they uh,
1: Frank Welker money. They have to get Steve fucking Zahn.
0: <laughs> right. Tom Tom Everett Scott's in it too. <laughs> oh no! It's it's a nineties it's a it's a nineties hospodgepodge. Right. Oh, my God. What the fuck was the last thing that Tom Everett Scott was in before this?
1: I think it was in one of those Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. I think my oldest has watched it, and he was in something like that.
0: last movie he was in, uh, besides this year, Clouds, was I Hate Kids.
1: <laughs> Dead Man on Campus 2? Right.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The papers, Josh. Uh, he's also on a show called Council of Dads. Sounds good. Yeah, it's an American drama on NBC. So that hey, what's would,
1: better? What's uh, better? Uh, better Call Saul or Council of Dads?
0: <laughs> you know what else he was on? Uh, uh, a show called God Friended Me.
1: I heard about that show. Like he was on one of the big uh, network channels.
0: Is that uh, God's your Facebook friend or something?
1: I. think... I think that's a premise. I'm not sure.
0: Does God just uh, posts about um, fucking uh, Bible
1: verses, though. Uh,
0: the series chronicles the life of Miles Finer.
1: Uh, and reposts uh, Kid Rock tweets, probably.
0: Right. An outspoken
1: atheist and podcaster. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, you know what's going to be the worst thing ever is going to be in like eight months when all these fucking... Uh, quarantine like you know premise like shows slash sitcoms yes. slash movies slash albums are gonna come out it's gonna be the worst fucking thing ever
0: yeah i can't wait till the first quarantine
1: album i wrote this during the quarantine
0: looking at my cat
1: um right. he has sent a f- of cats i feel that my cat is uh the it, cause i started going back to work this week which is why we're actually recording this on thursday mm-hmm. we usually record on uh tuesday right um, cause I've just had a really, uh, I'm still adjusting back, but the person who, who misses me the most other than my two children is my cat. She like, won't leave me alone. Yeah. Speaking of cats, uh, Peaches update. Yeah.
0: So Peaches is doing well. Um,
1: you forgot about the, uh, the incident.
0: Yeah. She, she got to, uh, she likes to go outside. We usually let her out in the backyard because she'll stay in the backyard and then just sit by the door when she wants to come in and she'll come in. Uh, apparently the other night, um, I think it was me that let her out and I guess I forgot to, to bring her back in. I wait, I woke up to, uh, the, like on, on Facebook, um, a, a thing for my wife cause who had woken up before I did that uh peaches was missing and then immediately read the update that she was found so for like a split second i was like oh no and then i was like oh okay it's fine um but they (laughs) but they they had to go through the fact that uh peaches was out all night um our neighbors saw her in uh their driveway and everything
1: and eventually she oh my lord the neighbors saw her in the driveway (laughs) right
0: and eventually she uh, she did come back, but she's been super affectionate since her uh her adventure outside for the night.
1: Any update on the uh the blood counts and all that good stuff?
0: Apparently things are holding steady right now, so that's good news. Uh I d di- you know, we're not sure if it's going to continue to uh to be this way or not, but for now everything looks good. You know, it looks like um she's uh you know everything's where it's supposed to be right now so we'll see what we'll see what happens from here
1: are you a big cat fan um mark or is it more like uh your wife or the kids are more into the cat well
0: my my wife is allergic i know you've had
1: dogs in the past
0: yeah well when i was a kid we had we had we had two cats and two dogs uh i tend to like cats more as pets than, than I like dogs. Um, my wife is the one that wanted the cat because my wife loves cats. Um, and she likes dogs too, but I think she, I think like me, she prefers cats. She's allergic to cats and so is my son. Uh, so we had to, the you know, uh, Peaches is a Siamese cat and that's. Even if you don't please. Exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the, uh, that's one of the the breeds that they're not allergic to or whatever that they're there's I, mean, I mean yeah they're they're more hypoallergenic than other breeds i guess
1: is uh, is peaches uh, have any trouble with her hearing she yeah she's got uh an ear issue yeah yeah i think the siamese are kind of notorious for that
0: yeah she's got an ear issue and very deep set eyes
1: very cute cat I've seen pictures on Facebook.com slash home dot Ian hyphen English dot API. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, it's uh you know she's doing well, so that's that's definitely good. Um Yeah.
1: But yeah, so Don't I do you guess... wish we could uh, take our cats out to people's houses and they would play with other people's cats?
0: I dogs. do. I'd love I'd I really I talked to Carol about getting another cat because I think that Peaches... They say it makes
1: it easier. We have three cats, yeah. um, and they do pair up pretty well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Peaches would like a, another cat to play with, um, for sure. She plays with us. She's a very playful cat.
1: And Remember, if you get another cat, you only have, like, it's 100% more cats, sure, but then if you get a third cat, that's only, like, 50% more. That's but right. That fourth cat's only a third more. Yep. You know, it's just a slippery slope. Exactly. It's not much more cat. Exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> uh
0: and I cleaned out the the ba- we the but where our laundry room is in the basement was really dirty and kind of like filled with a bunch of junk and everything. Uh and and just different things in boxes that need to be gone through. So I spent uh one of the days, I think last week, cleaning all that stuff out, and now that area is really you know there's a lot of room in that area and it's all nice and everything that's where the cat's litter box is so we could you know if we got more cats we could just you know line up you know five ten litter boxes all, all
1: yeah we there. have we have two litter boxes we have three cats uh we require at least two one of them is a giant litter box
0: yeah yeah that the i think the litter peach's litter box needs to be a little bit we need to get either get a little bit bigger of a one or get her a second
1: catch one. It. <laughs> I'm just putting that in there for the voice recognition software.
0: Right. But yeah, so um, that's Mark Paul Maron's. Paul Provenza
1: has a litter box. Yep,
0: that's Mark Maron's contribution. That's
1: where he gets his fucking jokes from. Uh... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Paul Provenza adds much to the show in general. How do you feel?
0: No, I don't either. He, I, I, so, uh, Supposedly, he's supposed to steer the show, I guess. But all he does is kind of. Was he the uh, the,
1: the uh, captain of the Exxon Valdez?
0: <laughs> right. He'll ask. A I wish qu-
1: he
0: He'll ask a question every once in a while, and then he'll throw it to someone in the audience that usually has a better joke than he than he does. Was this the one? This was the one where? Oh yeah, Rick Overton. The only thing that he did was um do his bit about uh, David Carradine dying. Right.
1: Um rest in peace. A uh, a sympathetic figure if there ever was one.
0: Yeah. Joseph Hazelwood was the captain of the Exxon Valdez, by the
1: way. Do you think this is like the, the time to shine for like uh, sign language interpreters? Because everything I fucking watch is a sign language interpreter. Now. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, governor's addresses, um, you know, people talking about uh you know the uh way to protect yourself during uh during a uh, peaceful protest. <laughs>
1: The wingdings font is a big issue with them, I think.
0: Yep. What's coming next? There was an earthquake in California. Uh, 2020, the hits just keep on coming. Oh, and
1: they man. don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming. That's
0: right. What was I going to say about Paul Preventa and Mark Marin? Oh, the, yeah, the next episode has Penn Jillette on it, so maybe it's better.
1: Yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, it, it's funny because all the ones I've seen, I've liked so far, but like the first five. I've seen one of them, uh, the one with uh, you know uh, Jim Jeffries, right. the one Australian comedian. I know. Right. But I think I know Tim Minchin as well. He's pretty funny, I think. But yeah, and, and the other ones have been kind of just so-so. I mean, maybe maybe that's the whole show. It's just kind of like like there's some good episodes and some are just kind of like eh.
0: Yeah, it's it can be difficult. You have to get because there are people just like with any any profession, whether that's a creative profession, whether it's a writer or actor or whatever, there are some comedians that they think a lot about their craft and they're very good at talking about it. As we've mentioned before, Jerry Seinfeld is one of those. Whether they're funny or not, there are some people who are just very good at thinking about comedy and deconstructing it and talking about it. And there are some people, no matter how funny that they, they are, that might not be good at talking about it. They might not think deeply about it in another level. It might be more instinctual for them. So I think that's, I think that's, Part of it when when you get people that are really good at like I think the Bob Saget episode I think Bob Saget would be really good at breaking down comedy I think he'd be good on that Seinfeld yeah, show
1: Yeah he's he's trying too hard I think to uh, you know try and like you know be funny mm-hmm. Yeah yeah I think like like Jimmy Carr is a great example of someone like later on the series who does like you know a really great job of trying to break down comedy like mm-hmm. probably too too deep into it for the show but yeah I, I mean he's a uh, you know and like you said like I like you said that'd be great I'd love to see him on a uh, Getting comedians with cars and coffee rights, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Getting uh, our copy of the coronavirus
1: <laughs> while we talk. Is, he, is was Bob Saget not on there? Maybe he wasn't,
0: huh? Uh, I don't remember if he was or not.
1: Now Bob that Saget,
0: now that you mention it, it does it does seem like maybe he was on there. I know Jimmy Fallon was on. There. <laughs> I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Um, but. Uh, there, Yeah, there was a couple. Uh, Jim Carrey was on there. Let me see. Bob, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Bob Saget, comedians in cars getting coffee. Let's see if he was on there.
1: Um you think Dave Kuehle gets any respect as a comedian?
0: Uh, oh, wow. I would like to think that he would, but I don't know why I want to think that, but... Uh, I'd like to think he would, but he probably doesn't as a comedian, probably not, but he's got money right and I think he gets i think he gets respect as a guy that got head from a lot of sports that's where I think his respect come from comes from let's see uh, Jerry Seinfeld confirmed uh he's been working on a big huge project with Larry David. Oh, oh, that's a Seinfeld reunion. What the fuck? Wow, this is from 2014, and it said Seinfeld confirms uh, Seinfeld reunion and uh, a full house spinoff is happening. Um, no, apparently Bob Saget has not been on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, I guess. Boo. Yeah, he should be, though.
1: Oh, uh, but yeah, that I mean, maybe next season.
0: That's our uh yeah, the next time that uh, they can go out without uh worry. Could you imagine Jerry Seinfeld with a, with a mask on?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh but that's our episode for the week. Um can you tell Mike and I are getting a little uh like <laughs> getting a little disinterested in the the, uh, the actual show that we're watching? <laughs>
1: It's it just. Be the first.
0: I mean, watch it. Watch this episode of of the Green Room book if you want to, because it's not it's not that good. It's no. It's, it's not it's not that interesting. There's not much to talk about. I think the next the next episode might be better with the Pendulette. and then the first episode. Yeah, of, I
1: could talk forever about Pendulette.
0: The first episode of season two is the Bo Burnham one, which I think is really good. So.
1: Bobo Burnham.
0: Bo Bo Burnham. Mr. Nice. Burnham.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, Mark, I, I got some emails this week, actually. Did you get any emails? No, you got emails? Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're not emails. They're, uh, they're tweets. Okay. Uh, Somebody me called me a go. beta. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Hold on. <laughs> I going to hear this. So um,
0: I was on Twitter, and it was actually about the Drew, the Drew Brees thing. He said, uh, Jordan Peele, Said something.
1: Do you know
0: Jordan Peele said something about how? Oh, oh,
1: wait, wait, wait. we forgot to mention our David Spade. Uh, your David Spade. We got a, a like from David Spade. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: David Spade liked our tweet, which when we're talking about the uh, the wrong Missy, which was nice. Yeah,
1: and when he clicked it, he was like, "Ha!" Ah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he. Um... Then Nick
1: Swornson walked by and farted. <laughs> So, and they fucked.
0: So, um, uh, Jordan Peele was talking about the whole Drew Brees thing, and somebody said, "Oh, you know, Drew Brees can't uh, have his own opinion without the cancel culture king, uh, Jordan Peele." Which I didn't understand. I didn't know that uh, Jordan Peele. And he used to he said SJW. Yeah, Spell was- each
1: one with a K for the first uh, letter. <laughs> yeah.
0: He might as well have, but he, uh, he said, you know, Oh, you're coming after him and, and all this stuff. And so I responded to the guy I go, he can, uh, he, he, no one said that Drew Brees couldn't give his opinion. He did. We're giving our opinion. We think he's a moron, you know, or whatever. And the guy just responded to me. Okay. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> so that I responded to him with a gif of, um, of John Oliver saying dope. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so you got uh, you got some tweets?
1: Yeah, first tweet is, uh, "Hey Mike, you rock. Lose the douchebag." Hillary Duff. <laughs> At Hillary Duff. <laughs> Second tweet, "Hey Mike, that fucking Mark guy is the worst disaster ever to hit Michigan. Former governor Rick Snyder." <laughs> Mike, this Mark guy's a fucking liar from Mike from Flint, Michael Moore. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's for the mailbag. Oh. I saw the first joke from uh, Norm McDonald inadvertently. What? <laughs> I saw the first uh, joke from Norm McDonald inadvertently. That's an Adam Eget tweet. Hey, lose the douchebag. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Fake news. Cuck. <laughs> beta Cuck fake news.
0: That's right. Uh, so, uh, but speaking of that, uh, continue to write in to us, massively via gmail.com, if you want us. We got, we did, so the last episode that we did, the Space Force episode, that was uh, episode 20. So we've got 20 more episodes, 20 weeks. <laughs> you got 20 weeks to get those,
1: those in what there. What the fuck are you talking about?
0: Well we got twenty weeks till we're at episode hundred.
1: Well you said it was episode twenty. Did I? No yeah, we've so got it, we, you a cuck.
0: We've got twenty more episodes. Why don't you to watch
1: go. your fucking cat and not let her get outside <laughs> and then worry about our uh, tweets <laughs> and episode numbers.
0: But we're on episode eighty, so we got twenty more episodes. So go ahead, massively via gmail dot com, write us in, ask any question that you want, call me a cuck. Tell me, beta,
1: beta cuck, old.
0: Right. Tell me that uh, you want me gone from the show. Uh, tell, tell Mike. Tell us
1: what lives you think matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell Mike that uh, that the MCU is the greatest thing that's ever lived, or
1: whatever. Sit in pictures of your cats. Uh, we just want cute cats. So if your cat's ugly, then just fuck right off. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to see a fucking ugly cat. There's nothing worse in the world. <laughs> No tragedies are worse in the world than an ugly
1: cat. The Hindenburg can suck our dicks.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's our show for the week. Uh, I don't know. Come back next week.
1: Bye. Find Mark at Kate at Beta Cuck on uh, Twitter.
0: Yep, exactly. I'll bet you there's a Beta Cuck on Twitter.
1: Hashtag, hashtag the teachers of peaches. <laughs>
0: Right. Uh, All right. We'll see you. Bye.
1: Good song. You still get up.